All right, so the command is clear as that. I'm going to ask you all to help me out here. What sorts of things can we rejoice over in the Lord? What kind of things can we rejoice about in the Lord together? Does anybody have anything they want to share this morning? Good health. Good health. Amen. Yes, that is good. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, I'd like to thank the Lord for giving me Carol for almost 40 years. Oh, yes. Keeping me on the straight and narrow. Amen, amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Carol, you got your work cut out for you with him. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God for you, Carol. <laughs> Ditto. Okay. 46. Uh, 46. All right. All right. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I can think of many, many instances. <laughs> good health for protection from God, uh, for, um, you know, for a good job. What other things can you think of? Anything else you want to share real quick before we get into the meat of today's message? Go ahead, Kurt. The freedom to be able to worship together. Oh, the freedom to be able to worship together. Praise God for that. That is awesome. Yes. Unique freedom across the world that we have here in America to be able to do that. Gift of music. Gift of music. Yes. And yeah. thank you for providing that to us this morning, Shirley. Thank you so much. Did I see somebody else's hand go up there? Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, for having a safe and secure home place safe. to, you know, lay my head down and my family's head down. Oh, yes. Yes. That is very good. Very good. Another rarity across the world, I would say, too. So, go ahead, Jaden. Jesus dying on the cross. Amen. Yes, we are so grateful for that. That is, in itself, is all reason to rejoice. So thank, thank the Lord. He didn't have to do that for us, did he? No. So that's awesome. All sorts of good things we can rejoice in the Lord over. And uh, uh, I think of the different ways that we rejoice. We have many physical expressions of rejoicing. I think of dancing. Uh, for those of us that watched the chosen this morning, there is dancing in that. There's uh, jumping, clapping. And giving high fives, and uh, I was going to show this off this morning, but I'm actually going to call Carter up in a moment. He invented something this week called a high fiber. It's a little machine he created. He holds on to this little handle, and he, it has a hand attached to it, and he swings it, and it hits your hand to give you a high five. So Carter, even though you've got your high fiber this morning, you want to show, show people how to give a high five? Right up here real quick, okay? You want to do it? Yeah. Huh? You're a little bit shy. That's okay. I'll my... There we go. I'll give myself a high five. And Jaden, very good. Yeah, we demonstrated nonetheless all sorts of ways that we can rejoice together in the Lord. And most certainly, God is worthy of all of our praise, of all our rejoicing. And I think of all the wonderful things that God does for us. So this week I saw an incredible video uh, on social media about this boy with cerebral palsy. And he did something very brave. He uh, stepped onto a wrestling mat and uh, engaged in a match with somebody who was physically superior to him. I mean, I, this, this boy was probably like a full foot taller than him and, you know, no physical ailments whatsoever. And you see this boy with cerebral palsy walk out into the, in, onto the mat to wrestle against him. And so, you know, uh, that clearly this is going to be a difficult match for him. And uh, obviously the one who's physically fit has the advantage. And he could have even won if he wanted to. Nonetheless, he allowed his opponent with cerebral palsy to take him down to the mat and even pin him in front of a crowd of people. Now, to me, this boy who allowed this to happen, the physically fit one, was a hero because he allowed this young man who might not have had another opportunity like this to be able to have this blessing in his life. 
He allowed the underdog to have his day. Now, the boy with cerebral palsy, afterwards, you should have seen him. He was overjoyed at the feeling of victory that he got to experience in his life. Something he maybe didn't necessarily deserve, something that maybe he didn't necessarily fully even earn, per se. Nonetheless, through grace, he was allowed to have this blessing. And it reminded me very much of when Jacob wrestled against God, and God allowed Jacob to have his blessing that day. And when Jacob came across his brother Esau, Esau showed him mercy. And it's really at that point in the story when everything comes together for Jacob. And Jacob says these words to his brother. He says, seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. Because he knew that Esau prior to that wanted to kill him. And so Esau to welcome him and greet him with happiness and joy was something that was totally unexpected. So Jacob rejoiced because he knew that it was truly God's mercy that was shown to him that day. <laughs> we often wrestle with God, and we want to wrestle with him every step of the way in all of our circumstances. Even when we are wrong, uh, we, we continue to do this, and we know we're wrong. But God's mercy gives us a reason to be overwhelmed by joy. God is forever merciful to us. And this leads us to rejoicing. When we dwell in the presence of God's mercy, it's easy to rejoice when you know who God is. It reminds me of a story about a Swedish missionary. Friends of his were trying to discourage him on doing another missionary trip to India. And naturally, they start off by listing all the things that they didn't like about India until one of the friends said, Man, in India, it's 120 degrees in the shade. So the missionary, without missing a beat, said, Well, we don't have to stay in the shade, do we? <laughs> I think you took it kind of the wrong way there, but I'm kind of a shade guy myself, by the way. I burn kind of easily, but in the same token, we don't have to remain in the dark, do we? The Bible tells us to step into the light and let God's glory shine in. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Some really quick uh, realities here. Did you know that Gallup has reported that less than 50% of Americans attend church? It's kind of frightening. This is the first time in American history that it's been recorded that the majority of Americans are not in church attendance. They also reported that 21% of Americans do not believe in God. And I say that and then I ask, would it surprise you then that the AP has reported that U.S. adults report highest stress levels since the COVID-19 pandemic began? Let me say it again. U.S. adults report highest stress level since the COVID-19 pandemic began. This poll was taken in March of this year. And so people still struggling with high anxiety, stress, and so forth. In a poll, they found that 47% of adults today say they are anxious. 44% say they are sad. 
And 39% say that they are angry. And the polls are depressing to look at. So many people have given in to fear. They have decided that it is better for their health to avoid houses of worship. Worshiping the living God with others, to them, is too dangerous. The results speak for themselves. Sad realities have resulted from people retreating from their brothers and sisters in Christ to save their own lives. And this tells me that we need church, and we need to reach out to people. We are to care for our neighbors and not just ourselves. And when we see the good things that come from God and from being obedient to Him, we have greater desire to worship Him. Now, whenever I have an opportunity to reference Pastor Chuck Swindoll, I take that opportunity. I think he's a, a great pastor. He's my favorite guy to listen to. And in his book, The Quest for Character, Pastor Chuck Swindoll poses these questions. He says, What comes from the Lord because it is impossible for humans to manufacture it? Wisdom. What comes from humans because it is impossible for the Lord to experience it? Worry. What is it that brings wisdom and dispels worry? Let me say it again. What is it that brings wisdom and dispels worry? Worship. Worshiping God and rejoicing the Lord is good and it is life-saving. It brings you health, vitality, strength, and happiness. There is something healing about worship. In worship, we are refreshed as we exercise our faith. We gather to bring praise to God's name, and we know that he is in our midst. We know that when God shows up, amazing things happen. Psalm 96 starts off with the command to praise God. Verses 1 through 3 say, Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Psalm 96, 6 then goes on to tell us why we are to praise him. It reads, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. I think that we don't take enough time to value that not only is our God all-knowing, not only is our God ever-present, but he's also all-powerful. Think about that. Not only is he all-knowing and ever-present, he has the power to do something about everything. He's always there. In fact, when I think about God's all-powerful nature, I think of Mark chapter 5, when Jesus encounters this demon-possessed man. You might recall the story. The man tells Jesus, my name is Legion, for we are many. You recall that story? The man is just out of his mind because of all the demons that have indwelt him. But when that man sees Jesus coming, he runs out and falls on his face in front of Jesus, and the demons inside cry out, begging Jesus not to punish them for all that they've done and not to cast them out. And Jesus then goes on to cast these people out and restore this man back to his mind, restore this man's spirit back to normal. Now, the evil spirits were aware of the power of God, and that is what made them tremble. So if the evil spirits know God's power and respond in such a way, we should rejoice 
at the power of our Savior. Jesus' own words are, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us rejoice. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promises of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. It's so easy to forget about all the wonderful things they did or to isolate his wonders back to that day and age, Lord. And yet we still see your spirit working in this world through us as you perform miracles, as you perform healings, as we see lives transformed even by the gospel message. People who suffered from addiction and different ailments, even from demonic oppression, Lord, that when Jesus Christ steps into our lives, we step out of the darkness and into this wonderful light, Lord, to which we can't help but to rejoice, to which we can't help but to gather here today, this morning, to be able to honor and glorify your name, Lord, as we know it is good for us to be here. It is good to give you praise, and it's healing for our souls, Father God. We thank you for your love and giving us this body of believers. We praise you in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.